everybody, and welcome to a new episode of StartupRad.io, your podcast show with startup news and interviews from Germany. Today, I'm here with my co-host, Kirill, and we're going to uh, drop a little bit questions on Pavlos, who is uh, the CTO and co-founder of Dual Shaker. Hello, Kirill. Hello, Jan. Hello, Pavlos. Yeah. Hi, my name is Pavlos Giannakis. I was born in Frankfurt and raised in Frankfurt, and I'm 28 years old. Uh, could you tell the people a little bit more about you, and then we will tell them why you're here in the interview, okay? As I said before, I live here in Frankfurt. I studied computer science in the University of Applied Sciences in Frankfurt. During the studies, I was already self-employed. I had a couple of startups or I worked for a couple of startups as a coder, as a programmer, as a CTO or interim CTO. As the uh, listeners can already deduce, um, you're here because you are the founder or co-founder of a startup. Right. I'm the co-founder and uh, yeah, I have the position CTO of our startup Dual Shaker. And could you introduce our listeners to what Dual Shaker actually is. Of course. Dual Shaker is a fitness startup. Dual Shaker is developing a technology to help sportifying people mixing their powder and their liquid in an easy and usable way by providing a unique multi-chamber shaker system. How come you up with this idea? That's a good question. Actually, it was not my idea because I joined uh, Dual Shaker as a co-founder just a uh, Last year in August, it was the idea of my co-founder, of Adam, and who was really, really into fitness. And actually, the idea started really, really years ago in mixing normal beverages with alcohol. Yeah, And he had an idea of adding an additional part for the alcohol uh, at the bottom of the bottle. And with a twist, they both compartments should uh, then mix. But uh, after a couple of uh, failures and tests, Adam decided to uh, switch the industry. And then he switched the industry to construction industry and created there the, the first version of the dual shaker. But the construction industry is really, really, yeah, you are, you're talking about sense there yeah, when you create a new product. So then after failing there, um, he decided, okay, let's go for an industry which has a bit much, much bigger uh, uh, volume and market. And then he decided to uh, switch to the uh, fitness industry. And after the switch, I joined him last year. So basically, you're already in the third iteration. That means at first, it should be alcohol mixing drink. Then you went into con construction and from construction into fitness, right? Exactly. But uh, it is to say that beverage mixing was just a plain idea with really, really, really basic prototypes. In the construction industry, it was more concrete. And now in the fitness uh, industry, we are already established and producing. Uh, What is the use case for your product? You are aiming at people who, who are keeping fit and want to mix some liquid with some powder. Could you give us a little bit more details what it is actually made for? Yes, of course. Our target market is actually, as you mentioned, all the people who do sports, who are into fitness, who want to have a healthy lifestyle. 
And in addition to that, also for people who are doing diets, yeah, which is also uh, a healthy lifestyle. And I'll give you just a quick use case. For example, you're working out and you're taking uh, protein shakes. And for the protein shake, you have to mix the protein with a liquid. Normally, it's milk. Sometimes it's, it's water. We're aiming for this market when you want to have really fresh drinks. Because with our shaker, you can have fresh drinks at the time when you want to have your shake. I see. And your shaker is actually made of plastic. And I would assume you're actually not producing it here in Germany, right? Right. Our shaker is made out of plastic. And uh, as all our competitors, we are producing in uh, China, not here in Germany. That is quite interesting because we're doing this interview, but you also ha do have an office in the US and I would assume that's the biggest fitness market in the world. And now you do have, I would say, your headquarter in Frankfurt, you have an office in the US and you're producing in China. Isn't it a little bit too much logistics for a startup? How do you actually handle this Complexity. We uh, started with a company in the US because our main market is uh, actually the US because it's a really, really, really huge market and the fitness industry is really growing very fast there. So we thought, okay, let's create an, uh, an LLC there uh, back in uh, California. Actually, the whole business is managed, as you said earlier, here in Frankfurt from Germany. Yes, it is a lot of work to organize all the delivery and the production from China either to Frankfurt or directly to the US and you're right um, it's a lot of work for a startup but this is um, what we chose and in comparison to all other tech startups we are a startup which has a physical product people always forget that we have a physical product and when you have a physical product there's always production there's always delivery from one country to another we are handling this with uh, like with adam and me together but we have a lot of freelancers with we work together spread it all over the world and which are helping us to do this what would be interesting for our listeners at the first stage would be how did you actually get your production capacity in china you just don't go on a website and book I want to have X shakers there. So it, it's a little bit more complicated, right? It is indeed a complicated process. Yeah, First of all, you have to find a suitable uh, factory, a suitable production factory, which can produce also in the quality we want to produce because our product actually is German engineered and we want to have German quality standards. Yeah, we were raised and born here in Germany. So we know what our Germany quality standards are. That's, that's the first thing, finding a suitable uh, production factory. And then, as you mentioned, it's about the price, yeah, because the factory will not produce 10 or 100 shakers for you. First of all, they have, they have to create the mold for the shaker, which is very, very costly. And then they say, okay, we have a minimum capacity. We have to order. Then we start producing after this. And that's why we have also a seed investment, a seed investor who was backing us up uh, at the beginning for especially uh, those costs and in addition also the patent cost because our product is worldwide patented. I see. That's the next interesting idea because how do you actually, could you at first tell us a little bit more about the process, how you 
actually selected the company there in China. And secondly, what would be very interesting for our listeners would be how he approached the global pattern, because that is something I also would not know how to do. Yes, of course. Selecting the production factory was done by, by Adam back in the days. And he just scouted the internet and he just scouted on Alibaba and several sites who are good factories and producers. Then he created, as we always say, like a top five or top, top ten lists, went into interviews with those people, with the managers of the factories, and then finally chose a factory which is also producing for Walmart in uh, America. And uh, then we said, okay, this is a good factory because the factory is also producing for uh, Walmart. So the factory knows how to produce in a really, really high quality. And regarding the patent issue it's not that we are patenting our product in uh, in every country or patent pending in every country we have a lawyer who uh, is doing this for us and who is going from country to country and who specialized in uh, patent uh, issues do i rightly assume that Adam was not only conducting the interviews via Skype, but he was also going to take a personal look into the factories in China? At the beginning, it was just like online because it's not payable to fly over to every factory you you have on your list. This is uh, not really, really uh, doable uh, as a startup. And uh, he got his final decision. When he got his final decision, he flew over to Hong Kong, where is the management of the factory and talked to the manager, made the contracts, and then the manager is organizing actually the production in uh, Shenzhen now for us. Oh, I see. Okay, that that's a, that's a very typical split, having the production in Shenzhen and the management in Hong Kong. Okay, and now going from here, for a German startup, it's quite a big step to take it in the US. How did you actually approach that and how did you end up with an LLC? I assume you once again involved some lawyers? Exactly. As I told before, we're working with freelancers all over the world and founding the LLC company was made by a lawyer in the US for us. He's a freelance lawyer, so we booked him, he created the LLC and we are entering the US market nowadays, I would say is not that difficult anymore we just sent some shakers to the to amazon storehouse in the us and now we are selling also on uh, amazon so actually we're selling currently only via amazon and that's why we, we could enter the american market uh, quite easily i see but what would you need the american legal umbrella for if you're only selling via amazon i assume you have further expansion plans in the us you're right we, as I told before, at the beginning, we already uh, targeted US as our main market. And that's why also at the beginning of the decision to create the LLC and entering the US via Amazon and via our distributor is just the beginning. But actually, that makes it sound very easy. You just deliver it to a warehouse of Amazon. International experience, check. But I do assume you have to do a lot more to kind of pull out the product out of the shelf that customers want to buy it. How do you actually approach marketing? Yeah, marketing, as we are based in Frankfurt, we started first of all with local marketing and uh, went from store to store here in Frankfurt. But it's difficult for us to do local marketing in the US. 
That's why we have a distributor there. We have now, uh, since last year, in the end of the year, we have a distributor. And this distributor is now also marketing our product in different stores with different other smaller wholesale companies and uh, smaller distributors. So we have a company there, distribution company, actually trying also to sell parallel to Amazon our shakers. In addition to that, we are doing, of course, social media and everything what we're doing, we're doing on our own and also with the help and, um, of freelancers worldwide. What hint would you like to have gotten before you entered as CTO in this company and then found yourself, well, I'm producing in Shenzhen in China, and then I have to ship it to the United States where I have a local entity which is trying to sell there and there and there, and we're also selling by Amazon, and we are also selling locally here. What What would be the hints or the, the hacks you would have liked to gotten upfront before entering the stop and also something would you could give to our listeners here? First of all, I have to say, like, don't stop. Yeah, even if there are times, just just push and try try to uh, to get your product out there. And because it's not an easy process, because it's a very very complex process. But I would say, get first of all, get a good manufacturer and let him produce some samples so that you see actually the quality of the product is going to produce. Then, secondly. I would really recommend you get some distributors into your boat because you are doing startup and you can't walk all over Germany, all over the world and try to sell your product. You can do the, the start, small fire, but the fire gets bigger and bigger. And that's why you need help from outside, from selling experts, from distributors. This is a second really, really uh, tip I can give you. And the third one is you should really, really work and consider working with people all over the world and not only here in with people uh, from uh, Germany or where you're located, from Frankfurt. The world is big. Knowledge is distributed all over the world. And perhaps there is a guy sitting in another country who is much, much smarter regarding an issue, for example, uh, the selling issue or website issue, etc., etc. And that's why don't stop at the borders just cross the border and go, go beyond. Thank you very much. That have been all of my question. Kirill, are there some questions you would like to raise? So it sounds very easy for me and I would like to get a, a little bit deeper. Um, I have one question regarding the first prototypes. I guess you had created some of them. So who did the design and how went all this process of the prototype creation? Okay, first of all, I have to say it's not easy because if it would be easy, everybody would do this. And uh, creating a physical product is uh, perhaps one of the hardest uh, startups uh, out there in regarding to all the tech um, hype nowadays. And as I told before, we created a competition also for the Dual Shaker logo. And from there, we got our designer. The designer started to create the first version of the digital uh, Dual Shaker We worked and currently also working with uh, rendering experts. And then they started rendering the first version of the Dual Shaker. This rendering then was provided to China, to our production factory. And with this rendering, the production factory could create the mold. And the mold is the key to the production chain. With this mold, the mass production 
can start. But before the mass production, of course, the Chinese factory uh, management created some samples for us. They sent the samples here to Frankfurt. We just um, had a look at them, give, provided the feedback via email to them and via Skype. And so they improved the samples till we were satisfied for mass production. How do you promote your product in Germany? So what is the best uh, way for you to sell this product? And did you get the first feedback from the clients and what do they say? Yeah, and I can tell you perhaps how we started selling the product here in Germany. We just took the car of uh, my parents, put in some hundreds of tool shakers and start driving here in Frankfurt and uh, the region of Hessen from store to store and sell from door to door. And that's how we got into uh, 30 plus stores here in Germany, different chains also, fitness chains, fitness uh, stores. And this is how we started and this is how we started also the, the promotion. And then we got our distributor here in Germany who is now also selling for us German-wide. In addition to that, we are doing, as I mentioned before, the social media uh, marketing and also Amazon marketing, Amazon advertising, and also we are sponsoring from here and there some sports groups here in, uh, in, in Frankfurt, such as uh, the Calisthenics group, for example. So just to get the shaker out there and to get the recognition and to get the, uh, the brand out there. Okay, and what do you sell it here in Germany for and how you compete with other products? Yes, we sell it in Germany for 11.80. Our product is uh, like regarding the competition. We are the most unique shaker out there regarding our competitors uh, because we have a really, really compact shaker. We don't have additional compartments at the uh, bottom of the shaker. That's why our shaker really is uh, worldwide unique and our uh, also our process how to mix The powder and the liquid together is really, really unique worldwide. You mentioned that you are the CTO of the company. What's your responsibility? Yeah, uh, my responsibilities, like I'm, I'm the tech guy, I'm, I'm the nerd, I'm, I'm the geek. I'm responsible for, for the whole web solution. I'm, I'm responsible for the whole web uh, issue. So the website, the e-commerce shop, we, we are actually building an e-commerce shop together with our interns. I'm managing, we have two interns. I'm managing the interns also because they are doing internship at the Dual Shaker on the IT department. I'm managing also the blog and uh, I'm also managing a bit uh, of the community doing like social media and uh, CEO uh, optimizations. I might do have one more question. Sorry, um, just came to me during you and Kirill been talking. Um, You're in Germany, you're in the US. Okay, check. What would be the next country you would target and why? I, I have to say, uh, we are also selling in Italy, in Spain, in UK, and in France via Amazon. So actually we're selling the more or less uh, one third of uh, Europe or one quarter of Europe. And the next big market, which is really, really interesting, like in total is Brazil and UK, because Brazil and UK are one of the, fastest growing fitness markets worldwide like germany and us is also growing but brazil and uk is really really crazy and that's why we want to enter perhaps in q2 or q3 
into UK and into Brazil. Well, Pavlos, was great having you here. At the end, I do think you're currently on the search for investments. Could you elaborate a little bit on uh, what you're searching for in Series A funding? Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. And you're right. We are currently uh, looking for Series A funding and uh, applying for several uh, programs, pushing now the applications out there and uh, to create uh, the the next big thing in the fitness market with you together. With a global patent and already up and running distribution in several countries, right? right? We are not a startup uh, which has no product. We have a product. We have two distributors in the U.S. And in Germany, the distributor in the U.S. is also selling um, to uh, South uh, America, to the Caribbean islands also, uh, to Mexico. And we have a worldwide patent. Some patents are through, some patents are pending. And we have, I want to say we have in April, we have a big, big surprise for the whole industry. Well, sounds pretty promising. And let's talk after the surprise, okay? Yeah, thank you.